Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number two of Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. As we look at world football, or as the Americans call it, soccer, um, going to look at all the leagues that are in the United States, Mexico, and uh, Europe uh, during this uh, podcast this afternoon. Uh, we're going to start out, of course, reminding you that in the major league soccer, uh, as they wind down toward the finals, You've got LAFC against Seattle on Tuesday, LAFC with the home field advantage, which is good for them because Seattle is tough to play if you're the opponent. So that'll be Tuesday night to determine who in the Western Conference will play Seattle, or rather who will um, who will represent the Western Conference in the finals. And then on Wednesday, Atlanta United against Toronto to determine who will play from the East. Uh, as those two games finish, they will determine who had the most points during the season, and then the team with the most points in the standings will host the final game. So that's Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and then that following weekend will be the MLS final. Moving down south now to the Mexican League, uh, really good uh, season underway here in the fall. Uh, You've got three teams right at the top who are kind of bunched together and really have never been heard from for a while. Nacoxa leading the Mexican first division, uh, they are at 28 points, followed by Santos out of Torreon, Santos Laguna at 27, and then Carretero coming right behind uh, Santos, tied with them at 27 as well. Now, this past weekend, uh, Nacoxa shut out Atlas 2-0. Santos drew with Monarchus 2-2 in uh, Morelia, and then Carretero uh, shut out Pumas 2-0 at home. So coming up this week, a couple of interesting games to affect these standings. If you're a Santos fan, you're kind of looking forward to Tuesday as Santos and Carretero will tangle in Torreon. That will be a good game to watch for sure. Then on Saturday, Carretero uh, will play Tigres, who is also uh, high up in the standings, and America will host Santos at the Azteca down in Mexico City. That's on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Leon and Monarcas will play. Now to round out the top 10 of the Mexican Soccer League, You've got Leon in fourth place, Tigres in fifth, America in sixth, Atlas in seventh, Club Tijuana in eighth, Monarchus in ninth, and Pachuca in tenth place. But again, uh, all eyes will be on uh, Torreon Tuesday as Santos and Carretero tangle, and then Saturday, Carretero and Tigres will tangle, which will be very interesting because there's only about three or four points separating those two in the standings, America and Santos tangling in Azteca Saturday night. So that will be good indeed. Mexican League always uh, providing some good good football to watch, and uh, those games for sure will be interesting to see how they come out. As far as top scores are concerned in the Mexican uh, Football League, Mario Quiroga from Argentina, he plays for Nacaxa. He's leading the league in nine goals. Then you've got Andre Guignac, the Frenchman, uh, with Tigres. He's got eight goals. Julio Furch, the Argentinian, with Santos. Having a great season always. He's uh, at eight goals so far for Santos. Down in Brazil, you've got the Under-17 World Cup qualifying going on. Yes, Under-17 World Cup going on. You've also got other World Cup qualifications too, so why not have Under-17s, right? And the Under-17s are always very interesting to watch because this is the future of any country and the future of their national team. Most times these kids... Uh, as they move up, move their way up, they'll get to the under-19s and then to the under-21s. 
and then move on and become full-fledged uh, superstars most of the time. So a couple of interesting games where our country's involved. Um, on uh, TV tonight, Monday night, Paraguay plays Mexico. It's on Fox Sports 2, and that's at 6 p.m. So if you are a fan of the uh, Mexican under-17 team, uh, they would be interesting to watch indeed, and Paraguay always provides a good test. That's at 6 o'clock Monday night tonight. Uh, that will be on Fox Sports 2. Then on Wednesday on Fox Sports 2 as well, the USA under-17s play against Japan under-17s. Again, this is under-17 World Cup qualifying in Brazil. Then on Thursday, Mexico will play Italy uh, in under-17 World Cup qualifying, and that's at 6 o'clock as well on Fox Sports 2. Again, under-17s, always fun to watch because of the talent that they show at that age, and also you can see who the future superstars are and what promise they bring to their national team. Going across the pond now, England League Cup underway. Of course, England's got two cups that they play for every year, the League Cup and the FA Cup, and this is League Cup competition. And boy, we got some games lined up for you on Wednesday uh, for England League Cup. Liverpool will play Arsenal, and Chelsea will play Man U. My goodness, can't get any better than that. Tuesday, Man City will play Southampton. Unfortunately, Southampton had a rather rough go of it on Sunday as they uh, were defeated by Leicester City 9-0. That's right, 9-0. That was in league play. So uh, getting back, don't want to confuse you, League Cup uh, competition, Liverpool and Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U on Wednesday. Tuesday, it's Man City and Southampton. We're looking at the EPL now. Besides that 9-0 pasting that Leicester gave to Southampton, Man City defeated Aston Villa 3-0, and Chelsea was at Burnley, and uh, they won 4-2 there. Christian Pulisic of the United States scoring a hat-trick for Chelsea on Saturday. The Sunday game saw uh, Newcastle draw 1-1 with Wolves. Arsenal went 2-2. Liverpool won 2-1 over Tottenham, and Man U was a 3-1 winner in their game. Looking at the standings for the English Premier League, Always interesting to watch because there's some teams in there that have always made a good run at the beginning, but sometimes will fade at the end. It doesn't look like it right now. We've got some good uh, good competition up at the top. Liverpool, with Jurgen Klopp, the coach, always has that team playing very, very well. They're at 25 points. Man City is at 22. Leicester City at 20, along with Chelsea. And then Arsenal is at 15. Jamie Vardy of Leicester City, what a player he is. He's on the English national team. Great forward, always knows how to finish. Great striker, knows how to pass as well. He's got nine goals so far this season. Tammy Abram, also nine goals for Chelsea uh, this year. So uh, Tammy Abram's an interesting player. He's 22 years old, Englishman, uh, has been doing very, very well in his career. And I look for great things to come. He's still very young, and he's got a great future in front of him. Going to the Scottish League, Celtic and Rangers, they always duke it out. Always duke it out every year. They're fun to watch. It's quite a rivalry. Um, unfortunately, in the past, it had some violence involved with it, but that's sort of uh, settled itself. But Celtic and Rangers right now are on top of the Scottish League. 22 points apiece. They will tangle in their annual get-together on December the 29th. I couldn't think of a better way to start, the new, start a New Year's Eve celebration, right? Celtic and Rangers going at it on December the 29th. Kilmarnock behind them at 17, then Motherwell at 16, Aberdeen at 15. Keep your eye on Aberdeen. They always have a tendency to make a late run, 
they could make things interesting as the year goes on. Jermaine Defoe, nine goals for the Rangers. He leads the Scottish League. Always good competition. I just can't imagine playing in Scotland during the winter when you're playing football. Of course, you're not allowed to wear long pants by FIFA rules. You can wear long sleeves and gloves, and that's about it. But I just can't imagine playing in some of those places like Aberdeen and Motherwell during the winter months where, when the snow's coming down and you're out there running around in shorts. But, hey, more power to them. But Scottish League, always good football to watch. Moving on to Ligue 1, which is the French League. Ben Yedder of Monaco leading there with nine goals. Ben Yedder, a great player, has been around for several years. He's always made his mark in the French League. He's very, very good. Leading the French League, of course, PSG. Nantes at second place with 19 points. Lille with 18 points. Stade Reims with 18 points as well. And then Brest with 17 points. Now, you may have noticed there's a name missing out of the top five. What name is that? Of course, that's Monaco. Monaco has been around for years, always in the top five as, you know, from the season beginning to the season end. They got off to a horrible start this year. At one point, they were down there towards where the relegation is, but that was the beginning of the season. They've since got their act together and started moving up the table. They're now in 10th place with 15 points. Don't think Monaco is going to stay down there. They've got too much talent on that team, and they will be moving up the, uh, moving up the, the, uh, the ladder. Ben Yetter, of course, their they're leading goal scorer and leading goal scorer for the league right now. So he's uh, probably uh, who they're going to look for to, to uh, move up uh, the league uh, as the season moves on. So look for Monaco to move up in the French League. Some good games on tap coming up there. When we go to the Spanish League, boy, there's so much to talk about as far as talent, as far as games, as far as uh, things going on. So let's get right into it. In the Spanish League, you've got Barcelona up top with 19 points, followed by Atletico Madrid, also with 19 points. Then Real Madrid with 18 points, Villarreal at 17, Granada at 17 as well. So that's Barcelona, 19, Atletico Madrid, 19, Real Madrid, 18, then Villarreal and Granada, 17 apiece. Tightly bunched there in that top five. Sevilla and Valladolid are one point back at 16. So you've got roughly seven teams within striking distance of first place. Uh, Valladolid with a good win and uh, some losses by those other teams, and they can find themselves in second place. That's how tightly bunched the Spanish League is. That's how tight the competition is. It's very good. The talent is really good. Now, I don't know if any of you have been following what's been going on with the Real Madrid-Barcelona situation. The game was postponed because of the political unrest going on in Catalonia. Barcelona, of course, being the uh, head, the um, top seat for Catalonia. Uh, because of the uh, unrest going on, they canceled the match. There was a controversy as to when to reschedule it. Uh, so now La Liga has filed official legal paperwork against the country's football federation. Okay, two different entities here. You got La Liga, which is one group, and then the Football Federation of Spain, which is the other group. La Liga filing official legal paperwork against them because they want the game on December the 4th. The reason they want the game on December the 4th is because that would not conflict with any other games going on, and therefore revenue would not be affected. What the two teams have decided on is to play on December the 18th, and they will play, hopefully, at the Bernabeu, excuse me, at the Camp Nou in Barcelona. The legal paperwork will be decided uh, by the um, Court of uh, Spain, and they will decide as to whether who will <clears throat> come out on top in that situation. 
So you've got uh, got legal situations going on, and you've got uh, still people hanging on day to day about what's going to go on with Real Madrid and Barcelona. Understand, this is the most watched sporting event beyond the Super Bowl in the world. When Real Madrid and Barcelona play, everybody comes to a halt. So this is a big deal, big game, lots of money involved. We'll see what happens. Okay, um, Loren for Real Betis and uh, Gerard, uh, Gerard Moreno of Real. They both have seven goals each as uh, the league progresses there in Spain. Um, again, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid tied at the top at 19 points apiece. Real Madrid at 18 points right behind them. Lots going on there in Spain. We'll keep an eye on it for sure. When you move over toward the, the northeast a little bit, you come to the German Bundesliga. Always good competition there. Great teams. Um, the talent is amazing. In the Bundesliga, you have Bayern Munich at 18 points. SC Freiburg at 17. Surprising. Freiburg coming along this year. Dortmund 16. Mönchengladbach at 16. And Wolfsburg at 16 as well. Hertha Berlin is down at uh, number 11. And they have 11 points. Now, this coming Saturday, very interesting matchup. As you know, uh, the other Berlin team, Union Berlin, got promoted from second division to first division. And so they will be playing their rival Hertha Berlin this Saturday at Union Berlin. It's the first time they've had a match between the two Berlins at the Union Berlin Stadium in something like 30 years. Uh, I imagine the police presence will be rather uh, large. But we can hope that the people will behave themselves. Again, Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin this Saturday at Union Berlin Stadium. Uh, Dortmund will play Wolfsburg Saturday also. Uh, that's a game between two teams tied at 16 points apiece in the standings of the Bundesliga. Robert Lewandowski, the Polish international, is just a great soccer player. 13 goals. He leads the Bundesliga. The next person behind him has got like eight or nine. So Robert is having another Great season for uh, Bayern Munich. He is really something to watch. When we look at Italy and the Italian league, um, boy, uh, it's kind of hard to get past what uh, Ronaldo has done for Juventus. Juventus is a great team. Juventus is uh, showing themselves year after year as being a, a, a real strength. And uh, they're leading the league right now with 23 points. Then Inter is right behind them at 22 Atalanta at 17, Napoli at 16, Cagliari at 14. Roma is down a bit in the standings, but they're looking to get better as the time moves on. Um, Juventus 2-1 to one over Inter um, on uh, October the 1st, and then Juventus and Inter will tangle again at Juventus on March the 1st. So as the standings progress and as the season progresses, that matchup between Juventus and Inter will be something to watch. Currently leading the uh, scoring for, um, for the Italian league is Ciro Immobile. He's got nine goals. He plays with Lazio. He's quite the player indeed. Lazio not in the top five, but Lazio has got a lot of talent. And Lazio should be making a move here soon to see what they can do with regards to um, – getting toward the top spot. As you know, Lazio and Roma are uh, fierce rivals because they obviously play in the same city. Ronaldo, four goals for the Italian league. 
he plays for Juventus and is leading Juventus very well uh, so far and has helped them tremendously since coming over there from Real Madrid. Of course, Real Madrid has suffered since uh, Ronaldo left and has uh, left them with kind of a void to fill in that uh, midfield position. But Real Madrid over time will be able to draw the talent and they'll be able to get uh, people to fill in for that, uh, for that situation. Very good. Uh, that's a look at the leagues around um, Europe and around uh, the United States and Mexico. Don't forget, we've got MLS final or semifinals coming up this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the finals will be uh, on the weekend. Football is really taking off here in the world. You've got lots of qualifications going on. As we go through the podcast, we'll be talking about Euro qualifications, which is the championship of Europe. We'll also be talking about Champions League, talking about Europa League, and all other competitions going on. Of course, we've got Nations League going on, which the United States is directly affected in. And then starting in March, we'll have CONMEBOL. Now, CONMEBOL, of course, is the South American qualification for World Cup. There are five slots there. Um, is Brazil the favorite? Well, we'll see. Um, Brazil needs to maybe shore up a few places there on their uh, team. But, you know, I, I would look at Colombia. I would look at Ecuador. And I would definitely watch Argentina uh, as uh, strengths there in the uh, CONMEBOL competition. Uruguay and Paraguay, uh, two surprises that maybe are starting to rebuild a little bit. The Paraguayans always uh, come out and play you tough, but we'll see how they do as uh, the, as the uh, time moves on. Chile, of course, is a team that uh, kind of has left me a, with a question mark in my head. Saw them play in Houston oh, about a couple months ago when they played the USA national team, and they quote friendly. Uh, Chile looked good. Uh, some of their passing looked a little bit... Uh, out of place, but overall they look pretty good. Uh, but the Chileans need to shore up that uh, that finishing to get the ball in the net, and that will put them uh, in a slot for uh, for World Cup 2022. So that's combo ball, and then you got of course Concacaf. The United States has really got to got to do some stuff to get themselves together. Uh, if a win over Canada in that rematch coming up here in November in Orlando would really do wonders for them. Um, that loss in, in Canada really kind of shook them up, I, I think. But I hope it also shook them up and made them realize that they need to take charge of the game when they come on the field. And this is a team that should be able to. Uh, Greg Burkhalter, a great coach. I look for great things coming out of the United States national team as the time moves on. I think now we're in a, in a, in a redevelopment stage. Uh, again, when you have a redevelopment stage, you're going to have a hiccup here and there. This was a hiccup in Toronto that happened. Uh, hopefully, they'll get over that hiccup and uh, play a solid game in Orlando when they play there next month. USA looking to get uh, good and get into that Nations League because Nations League also involves Mexico. And so, of course, everybody's hoping for a USA-Mexico final there. Whatever competition it is, when you have USA and Mexico in the finals, it's always exciting and always something that uh, brings people out. So let's hope for that. Um if the United States can look forward to that and tell themselves that they can get there, then that should happen. A couple of notes here about the podcast. We like to do it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. However, this coming Wednesday, it won't be around on a previous commitment out of town, but I will be back on Friday and we'll look at the games coming up for the weekend, as well as previewing that MLS final 
and find out who, uh, who will be competing. Uh, Lauren McClay, who is my daughter, is the one who helped me with the technical stuff that involves with the podcast, and I really appreciate her. My son, DC, uh, has also given me some ideas about how to approach this, and again, I really uh, appreciate his help as well. So that's about the podcast. Uh, again, we're on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and uh, this Wednesday, we won't be doing one, but uh, this coming Friday, we'll be back. In the meantime, I want you all to not have a whole lot of yellow cards in your life, and take care. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dan McClay, and this has been Kicks and Dribbles, and we'll be talking to you soon.